Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 149, and today we'll be talking about the San Diego Comic-Con preview. I'm GC13. And I'm David. This was not a direction that I was expecting at all. <laughs> Where, what was your initial thought the moment that Steven and Connie went through line and ended up in the Star, not Star Destroyer, Star Incinerator? Uh, my main reaction was like, since when is Lars Jack Sparrow? <laughs> yeah, what what was the I, I saw some pictures of the you know it was actually a very clear like anime reference but i didn't remember the name of who the jacket was ripping off of oh i, I can't remember harlock i think mm. it's, it's like space captain harlock i think it's called yeah i i really like that we're bringing back sort of the elites wearing capes thing from way back when we saw jasper wearing a cape uh that's <laughs> cool <laughs> or I don't know about Emerald, but there were people saying that the whole Lars and his crew thing was a Captain Harlock reference. Yeah. I have, of course, never seen it myself, so I may be butchering the name. Somebody can, of course, inform me of how right or wrong I was in the comment section. <laughs> so, yeah, this is... Everybody is hyped. So, yeah, I felt that, you know, I had a certain set of expectations for how the plot was going to play out for the rest of season five. And now I feel like my expectations have been totally mixed up and I'm so excited because really I feel like now we can go any direction. There's a lot of questions though that uh, Lars being on the ship spring up like how how was he able to sneak past 67 elites? You know, has he been realizing some of these uh, lion type powers and you know, what's their goal? Like why as soon as he stole a ship did he not head off to Earth, or, or maybe that's where he was going to head uh, when Stephen and Connie came. Uh, there's so much going on here. We we know that from the preview uh, that Lion goes missing at some point, so Stephen's putting up the posters for, you know, Lion is, you know, have you seen this Lion, basically. So there's going to be kind of a time skip between uh, where we last left Lars and this episode, but still, man, Lars levels up big time off screen and i gotta say it's really weird like that this whole this whole preview feels like a garnet's universe kind of a segment but i don't see any way that they've allowed themselves for that to happen without it being like a surprise you know we didn't really preview eh. I don't know, I just think that if it turns out that it is a fantasy sequence that given the way it's presented people are going to be real disappointed yeah, I, I definitely feel like it's it's really, really trying to put on the put out the jokes, get some laughs. Um, and especially it seems like they selected that clip for, you know, the Comic-Con audience. But yeah, uh, definitely yeah I, I feel like it has to be, you know, a real sequence. And it's it's just so funny, <laughs> which I got to be honest, kind of disappoints me because Lars has gone from being a wimpy kid to some guy who you know hey decides i'm gonna do something cool with my life and then off screen has all of that character development to turn him into your uh very very good protagonist like again he's basically become jack sparrow and he did this transformation apparently completely off screen well i'd be a lot happier if we had got like one episode of him saying oh steven you wouldn't believe what i've just been through you know, so a flashback episode where we got kind of get to see some of this character development. Really, it needs two, but 
they've been compressing a lot of stuff, so why not this one too? But instead it's like, no, right. no, no, we're right, we're right in it, and uh, Lars is awesome now. Yeah. So two things with what you said. One, I feel that they really can't rush all this stuff from what we've seen in the preview and all this new material and possibilities they have with Lars of the stars. I'd really hate to see all this play out in like, you know, okay, we have the two-parter for Reunited when Steven comes back to Earth and then Lion appears at the end and then one episode of them in space with Lars and then one episode of them crash landing on the alien planet. Like, that would really stink if this only took place over one bomb. I just feel like there's so much potential here, uh, so many new kinds of stories that they can have. And two, I might have already forgotten. Again, I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping it's not real. I, I hope that it's a fantasy sequence, but it just doesn't look like it is. So I'm going to operate on the assumption that this is, in fact, you know, quote unquote canon, that this actually happened in the series. Right. Well, so, yeah, my second thing was with with what you said about the that we miss all this character development happening that surely has to take place over another episode. Like, I think where there's supposed to be a shock value to Steven appearing in this ridiculous scene playing out. But then, <laughs> you know, we can't just leave it at, oh, yeah, I snuck past. You know, why? how did they choose to leave Homeworld? I mean, did the opportunity just present itself? Like, surely Lars is going to explain to Steven how, you know, the first time either, you know, probably it's this teleportation power, right? That's manifested itself. That's probably how he's able to get around. Yeah, that has to be how he got past the guards. Yeah, so that would, I mean, we have to see that on screen. And I feel like that story is going to be told out a little bit. Once once they escape from Emerald, surely he's going to explain that. But Well, if they crash land, there will be plenty of time for, uh, you know, explaining some stuff to Steven but I don't know. They're they're gonna have to work to impress me when uh, when Lars of the Stars uh, comes to bat. Yeah. So some other questions I had about this was or were, you know, Connie's leaving with Steven solo. Why are the gems not accompanying them when they go into space? And also, how is Connie being allowed to leave? I mean, they're like preparing to go. Steven, you know, is taking a package from Lars's parents. So like. They know where Steven's going. Surely Connie's parents know where she's going. You know, I, I don't know how much they're going to gloss over or how much of that we're going to see play out as far as, you know, Connie being allowed to go on the mission. I don't think we'll see much of Connie getting permission. But what what would the gems be so occupied with doing that that they don't choose to come on this? I mean, this seems really dangerous. It was bad enough the first time they went to Homeworld. You know, they didn't, yeah. <laughs> Pearl was not like, go, go, go get them, Steven, you know, when they left on the ship originally. So I'm I'm confused as to how everyone knows that they're leaving. I'm still hung up, though, on whether or not this is real, because again, as you point out, the, the gems really should be there with them. And then when Steven pops out of Lars's head, if you look, it's like Lars was lying down like he was asleep or something you know either in pain physically or mentally and then steven and connie pop out and there's a what steven and then emerald starts going crazy and then he strikes his goofy heroic pose and it, it just feels like a comic book right well and you know speaking of comic book the zine that came <laughs> from yes from comic-con this year showed you know this is where we actually saw some images from lords of the stars first 
And, you know, again, unless it all takes place in one episode, the fact that Stevani somehow forms and they pilot a ship. Well, Stevani does have the her hair pulled up just like Connie did. So, right. Which adorable, by the way, I can't believe they had never <laughs> changed up Connie's hairstyle before like that. Uh, it's just super cute. But yeah, I it's it's weird how they're going to balance just how re- kind of ridiculous this whole thing is. But but I kind of love it. Uh, it's been a while since Steven Universe really like shocked me with something like this. And also the last time we went in an extended period in space, I had the human zoo there. It, it just didn't really touch me as much. There weren't really as many reasons for that to play out or as many consequences to it. Like the fact that Greg went into a zoo and came back <laughs> hasn't really changed Greg that much. And the experience honestly didn't really change anyone else that much either it was sort of just like a fun adventure whereas this seems like it has so much potential to be you know our opportunity to see more of space to get away from the normal scenes we have and to set up a really wild ride for for season five you know instead of just immediately lingering on homeworld we sort of get to sidetrack on some really fun stuff before heading back again to the finale (laughs) Yeah, or at least the season finale, crossing our fingers. Right. There's, you know, there was uh, some interview that came out of S... Uh, I keep I keep trying to shorten it to just SDCC, but just Comic-Con, where maybe an interviewer sort of said season six, but they just said it, so no official confirmation. Yeah, Miss Sugar's still playing coy, but she is talking about how there's more she wants to do after this season. So she's saying the series has a definite end, but... She's also set, making it sound like we haven't reached that end yet. So crossing our fingers and hoping we get the whole ride. Yeah, it seems as though with how much Cartoon Network is pouring into the show now, we're getting the vinyl. We just got the art book a video games coming up. And like the show is just at its peak. People are just eating this content up, <laughs> you know, uh, they'd be online. crazy to end it now. So, yeah, I mean, this thing is surely producing money for Cartoon Network and it's just so enjoyable. I can't imagine it just disappearing right now. And it's also their best shot at winning an Emmy. Don't forget that. Crossing our fingers for Mr. Greg this year. Yeah, when does that uh, get determined? According to Google, it will be September 17th. Oh, okay. Yeah, whenever I see those announcements, I always think that that then Steven Universe didn't win because I expect it to come within a few weeks. So I'll be hoping for that. Mr. Greg was really great, so. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, such a great song and dance number two. Just talking about the trailer mm. real quick, though. Man, Sadie looks like she's been uh, under the weather, either not sleeping at all or crying a lot or maybe both. Right. I'm really interested to see how long of a period we experience Lars's absence, you know, and, and, and Lion's absence. Uh, I'm guessing it'll probably just take place over uh, Reunited, maybe. But man, yeah, Sadie looks pretty broken. Then she has another shot running on the beach, too, which is interesting. Maybe that's on Lars's return or something. But yeah. And then we have the shot of pink diamond silhouette dual wielding gem destabilizers with bismuth, garnet pearl and two other crystal gems who I'm hoping are crazy lace and bigs. But you never know. Right. It seems like the most reasonable explanation. It's probably those two. Also. Rose is absent from this shot, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And additionally, I didn't think that gem destabilizers were an old technology. So I'd be interested to know 
when this took place or what the scene even is. Uh, you know, is it an actual, is this depicting something that actually happened or is this just something that appears while maybe Pearl explains something about Pink Diamond? But it looks like they're having some sort of confrontation without Rose. Oh yeah, Pink Diamond looks like not nearly as nice as uh, people are wanting to give her credit for. Oh yeah, she looks absolutely malicious, (laughs) which I, I sort of had a built up image of Pink Diamond maybe being, you know, Blue Diamond's not really that, villainous either so so to have someone possibly uh, even diamond did want to shatter ruby that one time so they can switch (laughs) it on and off that's true blue diamond sort of has sadness but then it sort of harbors this really deep anger (laughs) so yeah i'm excited to see pink diamond i guess we're going to be explaining her first probably before ultimately we get into whatever white diamond is also pearl's ominous uh, there are things that I can't possibly <laughs> explain. What do you mean you can't explain them, Pearl? Like, what are we, are we going to pull from Rebecca's original pilot ideas of the gems originating from another dimension? Like, is what could be so impossible? I, I Well, remember, I, Pearl's the one who thought that corruption was impossible to explain, and then Garnet goes and explains it in a short sentence. <laughs> right. Corruption was not a very difficult thing. So, yeah, I'm interested. Pearl wants to explain things precisely, and she just can't, whereas Garnet's willing to have an imperfect metaphor. Yeah, I I really like, I'm excited to see that uh, heart-to-heart or explanation between Greg and the gems, too. Whenever they interact, there's just a more uh, adult nature (laughs) to their conversations, which usually sheds some light on things. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, pondering this whole Lars of the Stars thing, it really feels like the pilot for a TV show. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the the one-hit wonder Crash Nebula <laughs> yes, episode that's that premiered exactly during what the Fairly Odd Parents. They yeah. did a stealth pilot in, yeah. Right, it, I mean, it's almost scarily reminiscent. <laughs> well, uh, I'll say this, Lars is a lot more capable than Crash was at the time. For sure. Lars is basically a fully grown Crash Nebula already. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how Lars chooses to use his powers and also if anything else insightful appears from that. He appears to have chosen to use his powers only to annoy. (laughs) I mean, Emerald seems prepared to be annoyed anyway. I thought Emerald was really funny and... I sort of went when we were first introduced to Peridot, the first times, you know, now when I watch those episodes, I find it humorous. But with my initial expectations of what Peridot was, when she started transforming into Saturday cartoon villain, (laughs) I was not amused. But this Emerald, I was totally for it. And uh, she pulls it off maybe even better than Peridot did back in the day. I'll be interested to see how much uh, exposure she gets or if she's limited to just this Lars and the Stars episode, much like probably characters like Holly Blue Agate and Aquamarine are stuck in their respective bombs. Oh, I hope we see more Aquamarine. She's too perfect to ignore. There's uh, there's so much, again, you know, we're talking about, we, we don't even know whether or not there's more seasons of Steven Universe to come, but there's so much material. So yes. much. And, and I'm excited to see just all of it. <laughs> Yes, I'm with you on that hype train. I'm not, I am not on the Lars of the Stars hype train, but I am definitely on the two season six and beyond hype train. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how, 
I mean, when was the last time Steven Universe was this ridiculous besides maybe, uh, you know, the Uncle Grandpa episode? Or Garnet's Universe? Yeah, Garnet's Universe. I mean, I'm going all the way back to season one. And both of those are fantasies. I mean, there's really nothing else. Or it's small scale, like, um, man, I don't even know. I, la- I really loved, like, Last One Out of Beach City, but I wouldn't say that's really fantastical. It's just, like, you know, sort of playing with, I don't even know. I mean, that sort of plays with our expectations, puts Pearl in a new place, but man, there's really, and also it's reminiscent of it, makes me think of it because it has in the ending credits, the same sort of names appearing on screen. Yes, (laughs) just like with Lars and his crew, his scurvy crew. (laughs) I really, mm, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. You know, honestly, I like it when Steven Universe takes a more serious approach to its content sometimes, but I don't know. There was something refreshing about this to me, but it's interesting to hear your <laughs> your opposite feelings. We'll, we'll yeah. see how it all plays out. Like I said, it's like, I, I don't like the order of characterization that this necessarily implies. And that is, of course, assuming that we even get flashbacks to all of that again it right it feels so pirates of the caribbean that whole thing that has to be what they were going for <laughs> um, yeah we know where that series has <laughs> gone <laughs> bad places bad places yeah well and it's sort of how um going back briefly to the to the the trailer or the sneak peek that we had for season five um seeing lapis sort of make the uh, decision yes. to not be involved again i have felt for the longest time about Lapis that, you know, since she was the first gem that was introduced to us outside the Crystal Gems, I've always felt like they haven't, like, like there's been enough episodes featuring her and and we understand things about her, but... (sighs) For the most part, she just doesn't do anything. She's around. Right. She's always just around and now she's not going to be around again. And I feel like we're never really going to get... I, I'm personally never going to connect with with Lapis's character unless they do something else, and I don't see the show going in that direction. I mean, she's important; she's on Earth, but uh, if she just leaves for this stuff and and that drama, now I've already seen. There's really nothing else there. Like, you know, okay, Peridot's probably going to try to encourage her to stay, and she's probably going to leave anyway. Like, I mean, I don't know what else is there. Maybe this will be the start of her new characterization. Like, yeah, we have. Peridot saying, isn't that worth fighting for? And then the camera cuts up to the empty sky, implying Lapis's answer. But maybe this will be her characterization, where she stops moping and starts whooping. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I just want to understand her more. Why was she caught in a war before that she didn't have a side on? Yeah, I was so intrigued by that line, I never believed in this place. But we haven't learned anything about that, except for Bismuth, you know, popped her while popping a whole bunch of jaspers right i mean what did she believe in what i mean was she just a terraformer who was apathetic to her job Uh, i mean is she just an apathetic person and that's her only characterization i just i i i'm not of all the things i saw in the preview that excite me this seemed the most um predictable so i i don't know also, I'm wondering where Centipedal comes into play now, now that we have, like, Lars on a ship. You know, we don't need Centipedal to be, you know, restored and then drive her dropship around. I don't know where those come into play. Yeah, well, I mean, we have Jasper and Centipedal, who both need to be pulled out and uncorrupted. We have Bismuth, who needs to be broken out of the clink or released, you know, 
parole for good behavior. <laughs> I'm I'm sure Bismuth would be fine of all the gems they could release. Like, I think she's already learned her lesson, but. I mean, well, that that whole thing, you really are better than her. Like, that's a good start, realizing that Steven and Rose are different people. <laughs> yeah, step one <laughs> to joining the Crystal Gems. Recognize. Yeah, acknowledge that Steven is not Rose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can just imagine Pearl with a chalkboard lecturing to Bismuth, Jasper, and Yellow Diamond. <laughs> I could use that in a new round of shorts. That would be so funny. Just sort of a meta joke. <laughs> Paradox explaining to everyone Rose Quartz does not equal Steven, which I guess MK <laughs> Atwood already did. But yeah. uh, So, any more thoughts about the uh, illicit footage from San Diego Comic Con? <laughs> It's interesting you bring that up. I I will. I wonder when they'll actually officially release it. Hopefully now that it's out there in the wild, they'll release the high quality stuff uh, soon. I was hoping that they might do it as early as Monday, but obviously I ha- I have no idea. But I was I was crossing my fingers and hoping that they're just like, okay, let's let's put this out after Comic Con is done. So timed exclusive, you know. Yeah, it's well, it's like Cartoon Network knows the type of fans, at least that they see online for Steven Universe. Like they know what this hype cycle is like. And they, you know, Adult Swim released its Rick and Morty previews. Disney (laughs) XD released all their stuff. It's like Steven Universe is getting this special treatment to, you know, hype people up. So, no, the the way the way Rick and Morty did their season three uh, premiere was brilliant. So we're going to start airing this on April 1st without telling anybody. We know they'll tell everybody about it once it airs. <laughs> and they did. I'll, I'll take that option for uh, Steven Universe any day. I don't care about advertising. You can just release it anytime. You can be sure I'll tell all my friends. Yeah, I'll find out about it and I'll watch it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously it's best for the show if they hype it up big time beforehand. But I'll find out as long as you loop it for right. a few hours. I'll find out. So yeah, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully we get a release date soon, sooner rather than later, but I'm assuming sometime in fall, probably not, probably not next month even. So yeah, the the fact that they didn't give a release date at Comic-Con makes me think that it's fairly far in the future yet, but we'll see. They could always surprise us. I hope they surprise us. Right. Still got, also... still got 75 minutes of reruns next week. They're redoing the uh, Stephen's Dream bomb out of this world. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah, as far as bomb format, I really hope, you know, this, this set of episodes could really benefit from being done over a period of time. Really let us feel like sitting in this new status quo. Uh, it'd be a shame if all this stuff just, you know, came out all at once. Yeah, so. I mean, pacing. Pacing. Yeah, pace this, because this is hopefully going to be really good. Or, you know, just get the Lars of the Star stuff over with for GC <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> keep his sanity and then put all the good stuff out. So that was us on the San Diego Comic-Con footage. Uh, next week, we will be getting to Know Your Fusion. I kind of hoped that this footage would get out. That's why Know Your Fusion was just a baby this week. But until next week, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to review us on iTunes. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.